0: Hello and welcome back to episode Again. eighteen, part two of your friendly neighborhood Hi. gaming podcast, IRL Game Chat. We're back. Hey, if you're listening to this first, you should definitely check out part one. Either way, we share our most intimate memories and opinions regarding the world of video games as we know it. Here, I'm your host Joe Finley, and joining me as always is Luke.
1: Luke. Hi, just Luke. Just Luke. That's me today. Yes.
0: So, getting back to the news we care about,
1: it's the news. That, and we also like it. Yes. So here it is.
0: Something we spoke about before when we were talking about the steam machines uh, remember we talked about the XI3 piston, Yeah, which was believed to be a steam box. As it turns out, it is not a steam box, but they want us to believe it is. XI3's piston might be the most confusing product in gaming this year, thanks to some muddled messaging and a deal with valve that never went anywhere. Huh. So at this point you might be wondering, what is this thing? Why do people keep calling it a Steam Box? Is it worth our time and money? Is this a scam? Well, okay, so Conspiracy. it's not exactly a scam, but let's get this as clear as possible. The Piston is not a Valve-branded product. It will not come with Valve Steam Controller. It will not be called a Steam Box or a Steam Machine, and it actually uses Windows instead of Steam OS. Well, it'll ship with Windows, but it is a PC, so you know you could technically put whatever you want on it. Yeah. So why are people still calling it a Steambox? Well, there are two reasons. One, Valve actually showed the piston at their CES booth earlier this year and presented the machine as if it were one of their Steam Boxes. Valve has said from the beginning that there will be two types of Steam Boxes, the ones made by them and the ones made by third parties. Valve's representatives implied the piston would be the latter. Somewhere along the way, the two companies split, maybe because of the whole Windows versus Linux thing, or maybe because the piston's underpowered insides. Then, bizarrely, XI3 threw Valve under the bus. The XI3 boss, Jason Sullivan, said in a statement earlier this year contrary to Valve's steam, XI3 believes that the way to take this to the market today is to do so with a Windows OS at the core, coupled with the ability to not just get one platform/slash store for games, but to get access to all stores and platforms. In closing, what Valve does or doesn't do with its Steambox will be up to them. So, Gabe, it's up to you. The ball is in your court. Wow. Yeah, he got balls on him.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Balls of steel. I've got balls of steel. Reason number two, believe it or not, XI3 is actually still calling the piston a steam box. And an FAQ posted on their website last week, the hardware manufacturers blamed reporters for the confusion. What? (laughs) Even though they're the ones saying it? So, wow, yeah, that is confusion. So, So what is this thing? Well, it's a PC designed for your living room. It'll be out on November 29th, and it costs $999. Yeah. Yes. For that, you get an AMD Trinity with a built-in Radeon HD 7660G GPU and via Pistons FAQ, Quote-unquote, the Piston is powered by a quad-core 64-bit x86 base processor, running it up to 3.2 gigahertz, includes 384 programmable discrete class graphics cores, and is supported with 8 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM. As such, Piston can run the most popular operating systems, including Windows, Linux, Unix, and others, along with the games and applications written for those OSs. Yada, yada, yada. So is it really worth a 1000 bucks? Bottom line, no, not at all you're getting very little storage and a mediocre graphics card. Current-gen games will not run well at 1080p, and as we move into the next-gen, the biggest games might even not not even work on the piston.
1: This whole thing is weird.
0: Yes, right?
1: It's weird. I don't get it. Also, it's going to ship with its own controller
0: made by a company called Scuff Gaming. Scuff. Scuff (laughs) Gaming actually makes a controller that is very much like the Xbox 360 controller and has been used and is officially licensed to be used in gaming tournaments around the world.
1: Oh, so they're legit. So
0: it is legit. However, it's not steam. It's really sketchy. So yes, it's not a steam box taking that back. However, Valve has revealed the actual specs of its steam machine prototype. The prototype 300 of which will be sent to beta testers will ship with the following components, GPUs, some units with the Nvidia Titan, some with GTX 780 some with GTX 760 and some with GTX 660. The CPU, some boxes with Intel i7 4770, some with i5 4570, and some with i3. The RAM, 16 gigabytes of DDR3 1600 in the CPU and 3 gigabytes GDR5 in the GPU. Storage, 1 terabyte hybrid SSHD. Power supply, internal 450 watts. So this clearly destroys it for sure in every side of the specs
1: is there a point point on this thing
0: not yet we know that it'll be coming out sometime this year but
1: wow yeah that's yeah i mean that's soon
0: yeah and also the fact that some of the prototypes are coming with nvidia titans if you know anything about the actual graphics cards that go into pcs some people might be really excited about this
1: I'm excited about it, and I don't know anything about PCs. Yeah, right? Except that I use them to play games.
0: Yeah. So EA has settled it in the athlete likeness suit. No way. Yep. Let's hear the verdict. They will cancel NCAA Football 14. In fact, they're going to pay $40 million in their settlement with collegiate athletes. Oh, wow. Which I guess is good. It's very, very complicated, though, in the way that this is all going down. The lawyers actually that were going up against EA, they recently said that they never even intended for EA to stop making the games in the first place. The point was just to pay the athletes for their likeness. Right. This is a a game series that people really adhere to, that people are going to be very disappointed it no longer even exists.
1: Yeah. Are they the only ones licensed to make an NCAA title? Well,
0: they were. Right. Now no one is.
1: Uh, Okay. So now other developers cannot pick it up.
0: Yeah, if they want to spend the money, because now anyone that does it is going to have to pay the collegiate athletes, a.k.a. no one's going to do it. <laughs> no one <laughs> right. even has the money behind them. Right. EA is the only company that could even come close to something like that. And considering they're just straight up like, fine, if we have to pay the athletes, we're paying the athletes, but that's the end of it. I'm We're done with this. We're not going to be doing this for the future.
1: Yeah, it's crappy.
0: I hope that you weren't really into NCAA football, because that is just simply sad news. So, some interesting news. Twitch, which. (laughs) Twitch, which. Twitch, which is a company that we kind of didn't really know a lot about until recently. They kind of came out of nowhere being a part of like justin tv basically and being just some streaming thing like oh let's show off my gameplay but it obviously blew up in the last few years Mm -hmm. specifically for people that have the components to be able to stream from their pc their gaming and everything like that we obviously know it's going to be a part of the new consoles well get this they've announced 20 million dollars in a new investment from take two and some other companies The investment, which is led by Thrive Capital and also includes West Summit Capital, will be used to further reinforce the service's infrastructure and grow its partnership base. Existing investors, Alsop Louis Partners and Bessemer Venture Partners, are also part of the new funding, Twitch currently boasts 45 million unique viewers per month and continues to grow, by the way.
1: Nice. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna have a presence on both new consoles natively, obviously, making it possible to share our gameplay. And that's something that we've been looking forward to. Yeah, I totally. think that's great. I think it's interesting that Take Two is really investing in them. You know, Take Two owns two K, owns Rockstar, owns a big chunk yeah. of the industry.
1: I wonder if they're hoping that, um, well, I mean, obviously their hope is that people are going to be sharing videos of their games. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just great to see that there's someone that's that's funding this to make it bigger.
0: I'm wondering if they're doing this in a way so that they can make it exclusive so that YouTube can't have their gameplay. It'll be banned. So that mm. you, you stream, things yeah. like that, like it will specifically be on Be a smart business move. Yeah. yeah. For them to basically hold all the rights to their content and say that it will only be on the service that they themselves make money from. Right. It's
1: pretty brilliant
0: when you think about it.
1: Our plans are coming to fruition.
0: Indeed. Hey, so as far as consoles go,
1: hey, is for horses.
0: Hey, as far as Android consoles go,
1: hey, is still for horses.
0: <laughs> Mad Cats's Android console, the Mojo, is coming out December 10th for $250. Mad cats, huh? Interesting. They've been making peripherals for years. They've been
1: making awful peripherals for years. (laughs) I had a mad cats wheel. It was like the worst thing I ever bought my entire life. You didn't like it. Really? It was garbage.
0: I had one that I thought was actually pretty good.
1: Well, I must've bought the bad version.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted mine existed back in like 2003.
1: Oh, this was like last year.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've gone downhill. I don't know. (laughs) So they announced during E3 that they were making an alternative to the OUYA and the game stick. But we have some specs here. NVIDIA Tegra 4, 2 gigabytes of RAM, 16 gigabytes internal storage, HDMI out, Bluetooth, micro SD slot for support for SDXC cards up to 128 gigabytes, some Wi-Fi, and it comes running Android Jelly Bean.
1: And rocket launchers. <laughs>
0: Indeed. It isn't a gateway to an app store run by MadCats either. It will play their existing Android games. Exactly like I said, this is what Android consoles need to get into. Yeah. It's just being available to the whole marketplace. If you play it on your phone and you've already bought the app, it is now available for your Android console. Makes perfect sense. You know.
1: It's awesome. It's it's a good idea. I can see it being popular for parties and stuff like that. Yeah. You
0: know? And you know, not to mention, we we've obviously said that things like that are going to compete with streaming boxes as well. Things like the Roku and Maybe even the PSV to TV. Who knows? It's kind of a newish market. And Apple TV, things like that. Speaking of Apple TV, Amazon has announced that they will have their set-top box ready by Christmas. And the report claims that it's specifically planning to rival Apple TV. That's cool. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal has reported that it will play movies and games by the end of the year. And while details remain thin on the ground, it's claimed the box will enable users to run apps and content from a variety of sources through their TV, much like Apple TV and Roku. That's really kind of all we know about it, but the analyst Michael Pachter told the Wall Street Journal, if Amazon can produce a box that will have a truly complete package of streaming sources, that would be very compelling, which is absolutely true, especially considering we've said this before, Amazon has a name behind it and a brand and a library of content already that it will be a major player in this game. It's interesting the kind of new markets that are coming up this year. I know. I mean, I wasn't terribly sold on the Ouya. Still not. Right. Um, <laughs> but I was intrigued at what it was going to do. And it mm-hmm. sparked some interest from some very interesting companies going in very wildly different directions with it.
1: Yeah, I think the Ouya is just kind of plagued by bad business decisions but, yeah, like you said, yeah. like you said, the idea is solid.
0: Absolutely. And we'll have to see what kind of marketplace this really holds. But I think it's really, really interesting. We were talking recently, by the way, about 38 Studios, the studio behind Kingdoms of Amalur. The auction has been dated for November 14th. Hmm. And there are apparently some titles in there that will also be in the auction uh. that we don't know about. Things that they had under development and stuff. I'm interested. Word has it, it might even be a sequel to Kingdoms of Amalur that was like sitting in development stages.
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: Which, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, Luke, but do you know who Kurt Schilling is? No. Kurt Schilling is the founder of now defunct 38 Studios, and he is a former Red Sox pitcher. That's what he's (sighs) famous for, is being a Red Sox pitcher. (laughs) Really? And then he founded 38 Studios.
1: Is he like a programmer too, or... No, he, he just, just likes video. Decided
0: games? he wanted to make games. Yeah, that's cool. Well,
1: well, sucks that he failed.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, due to his bankruptcy and everything, there is now going to be an estate sale of his Massachusetts home later this week.
1: Oh man,
0: it's going to take place this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at his quote unquote gorgeous seven bedroom, eight thousand square foot home. It will include a baby grand piano, a drafting table from Thirty Eight Studios, and a bathrobe bearing his Red Sox number. <laughs> the home itself is also up for sale. The, host, the, the house, which boasts seven bedrooms and seven bathrooms, was originally listed in 2008 for $8 million. It's currently only asking in the auction for 2.9.
1: Damn. Yeah. So. What happened? Did he just put all his money into the into game development and yeah. just lose it all? Yep.
0: He essentially got some money from the state and then funded the rest of it with all of his money and now all of it is done for that sucks yeah so they had to declare bankruptcy in june 2012 and uh, since then the fate of the studio's assets and shilling struggle with the state of rhode island has been an ongoing discussion obviously and there's a lot to be said about it which is interesting there's another article that i read that i wanted to bring up about this topic So Keith Stokes, former director of the Rhode Island Economic Development Corporation, EDC, alleged in court documents that Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Chaffee blocked the now-bankrupt developers' efforts to restructure debt and raise money in late 2011 and early 2012, and then they declared bankruptcy in June 2012.
1: Does he have a grudge against this guy?
0: So according to the Boston Globe, the former director of the organization that granted a $75 million loan guarantee to 38 Studios attempted to fix the financial situation and effectively forced his bankruptcy.
1: Well, that's, (laughs) that's interesting news. Yeah.
0: I don't know if there's anything that can really be done about this. For, 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 for people that don't know the whole story, the state of Rhode Island filed suit against several people at 38 Studios and the EDC last November, stroke among them. Schilling and other defendants filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit in March 2013. In August 2013, a federal judge's ruling allowed the lawsuit to proceed. Late last month, Heritage Global Partners announced that the remaining assets from Schilling's failed companies would be auctioned off. So, I guess that didn't go That's so that well.
1: then. yeah. Ugh. Man, that's that's uh what a nightmare. To like to be this famous pitcher, have this enormous beautiful home, yep. Make video games cuz you love them yep. and then lose everything
0: even though everyone loved your game. Yeah. Like it was well reviewed, it actually sold pretty well, but the state of Rhode Island declared it a failure and took them to court to make sure they would go bankrupt to get money back and a return on it.
1: That's awful. You know, the one thing that I can hope for, the one potential silver lining in the situation, is that this guy develops a real appreciation for the finer things in life. Maybe that he's happy that he chased his dream. You know, uh, beyond baseball, even. I mean, obviously, I mean, this guy's accomplished things most people won't in their lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Even having you know been quote unquote a failure, which (laughs) yeah, I think is ridiculous to even call him that at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean. uh, he uh he 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 pitched in major league baseball, went on to start yep. this company, made a game that people loved. Mm-hmm. The guy's a huge success. Yeah. And I, I really hope that he values uh his pursuits that way and isn't so downtrodden by this. I hope Obviously, so. Obviously, you know, if I were him I'd I'd be pretty I wouldn't even know what I'd be feeling at this point, but yeah. you know, yeah. I really hope he picks himself up by the bootstraps.
0: Yeah. Rich is the rag story right there.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: I mean, if I were him, I would be using the last remaining dollars of my money to hire a hitman to kill this guy. (laughs) I mean, maybe I'm a little crazy, but uh, I would be so angry.
1: Well, you've got a barcode. Maybe he'll hire you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, funny. So something interesting has been said recently, Luke.
1: Really? Mm, Indeed. It reminds me of this quote. Very interesting, (laughs) but stupid. (laughs) But we'll see if this is interesting and awesome.
0: We'll see. Adam Boys, It's stupid. ...Sony Computer Entertainment's VP of Publisher and Developer Relations has said that console-exclusive games are merely for bragging rights and serve no benefit otherwise. Ah, shut up. (laughs) Speaking during a keynote address at this year's IndieCade, he said that although exclusives could be used to boost hardware sales, locking games to a single platform serves no real benefit in the long run.
1: Do you understand what it takes to make a game? Yeah. No. Discussion over. Yeah. I mean, specifically,
0: Sony owns 13 first-party studios, from Naughty Dog to Polyphony, which continually create exclusive content for PlayStation devices. It has also managed to negotiate with numerous indie studios, such as Jonathan Blow's Number None to provide their games on PS4 before they emerge on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Boys went on to suggest that multi-platform publishing is key to the success of a developer, and this is something that Sony is encouraging. Developers now have the option to deliver on a huge number of platforms, he continued. We want developers to be successful. I guess I understand from that standpoint, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, if The Last of Us was a multi-console game, imagine the oh, yeah. numbers it would make. It could be up there with GTA five. Yeah. Maybe. For all we know. Right. Because I
1: know I would have bought it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. In fact, for that matter, did you uh ask anyone if you could get The Last of Us on Xbox or, or were you aware of that in time? Shut up.
1: <laughs> I was aware of that. <laughs> Dick. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I just can't help but laugh at the uh, times that you've tried to get the wrong
1: thing on the road. It's okay. I'll continue to do it. Just this is kind of my thing now, you know. I just uh you should oh. do that intentionally. You should <laughs> troll game stores and we should use hidden cameras. Yeah. Hey, man, I need uh, D- uh, Dead Rising 3 f- uh, for PC, please. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might end up on PC. Yeah, well, then I'll for just say PS4. PS4. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll just have a, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle off like five exclusives and ask for the wrong console. Yeah. And then I'll be like, you know, asking for xbox one and p s four and they'll be like, "Well, wait a second, we have all these games for systems you own, yeah, yeah, be right? like, oh you know what i, I i'm I'm a Steambox box guy or or it's not even out yet,
0: or ask for everything on Wii U, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, do you have Crash Bandicoot for Wii U? <laughs> do you have Halo on Wii U? Uh
1: do you have l a Noir for Atari?
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey, so Good news for you tourists who go to China.
1: All three of you. <laughs> you like to see the sweatshops? A
0: theme park was opened.
1: Yes. Wait. Is this the one that was supposed... Well, I, sorry. Okay. Continue with your story. <laughs> it's an Angry Birds theme park. No freaking way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally serious. Do you have to, like, run for cover the whole time you're in there?
0: <laughs> no. No. It's... I mean, it's giant cartoonish things, and it looks silly and ridiculous, and... <laughs> Some of the weirdest things show up in China. That's for sure. What were you going yeah, to say?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there was a apparently it was going to be some kind of lawsuit brought on by Blizzard. Okay. Um it, I mean this is just a classic case of China just has absolutely no fucks left to give. Yeah. They they just do <laughs> yeah. not they will just if they can make a dollar, they will step on anybody and they don't care. Right. But they built a giant theme park that like took like place sets from World of Warcraft. And they renamed everything. Oh right! It was totally. It was. It was
0: like a a, a, a total knockoff of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. And
1: it was. It was like totally interactive. Like there were roller coasters, and you you could like take pictures with stuff. And there were. I think you know they had people in giant suits that would walk around. You could like, you know, take photos <laughs> with them and stuff like that. And yeah, it was wild. And the whole thing was World of Warcraft. Right. But it was like everything was renamed.
0: And because it's in China, does Blizzard have any way of stopping it?
1: Absolutely not. Right. And that's, and, and that's why, like, uh, you know, the uh, the quote-unquote uh, China farmers that plagued the World of Warcraft economy of, like, every oh, single server. right. You were telling me. They just never went away because Blizzard could not do anything about it. Oh, China man. was making way too much money off that to actually crack <laughs> down. They didn't care, you know? Oh, man. Oh, China. Thanks. Sons of bitches. <laughs> swear to it, it's it's going to be World War III at some point. Oh, God. Over Lord. theme parks. Let's hope this... Okay,
0: good. I'm glad you threw that in there, because I was like, I hope that that doesn't really happen, seriously. <laughs> hey, some good news for you PC folks out there. That includes you, Luke. Yeah. The DualShock 4 will work for Windows... Boom.
1: For quote-unquote
0: basic functions. I'm not exactly sure what that entails, and that's pretty vague, but... You
1: can double-click on Winamp. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. With my analog stick. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, I'll do it anyway. I'm excited.
0: Um, But I'm pumped because uh, obviously we know that there are game pads designed for PC, but many PC gamers, like yourself, choose to use an Xbox 360 controller. On Sim- occasion, yeah. Definitely. Simply because it is the easiest way for someone who knows console gaming to get a controller a good controller feel in a PC game.
1: Yeah, I love it for Bastion. Mm-hmm. I actually plugged it in for uh, a Machine for Pigs for a brief period. Didn't really like it though. I was going
0: to say w- do you prefer the the WSAD a little bit better? I definitely do.
1: Yeah. I you know, I do for first person games where I'm constantly having to look for things and pick them up. Mm. Cuz the one thing that really annoyed me about like playing Dead Island was I'd have to take my thumb off of the look stick mm-hmm. in order to push x to pick up stuff oh yeah yeah, That's, yeah. and you're doing it constantly not to so mention much crap to pick
0: yeah up. not to mention the travel distance between them
1: yep and with know? fallout 3 it was the same thing you're constantly scavenging things and yeah you're, you're, you're taking your finger off and i played so much fallout 3 on the pc that i was like this feels weird yeah you know? that, that does seem weird skyrim same thing
0: yeah, and I mean, most people prefer a mouse and keyboard for first person anything, just because of the dead accuracy you can have. Yep, you know, it's you're much quicker. Battlefield users specifically, you know, they they refuse to play on console if they can't use a mouse and keyboard. Yep, which is also why lots of people flocked to the PS3 to play games like that because you could use a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard with it. Yeah, it's
1: a huge so. yeah. That's a huge, huge step up from the 360 yeah. in that regard, I yeah. think.
0: And, which I think is surprising because Call of Duty has always been a primarily Xbox 360 uh, winner and not for PC. I know.
1: It's weird. I think w- there was just a generation of kids that were just used to console gaming. Maybe. You know, it probably all started with GoldenEye yeah. and they just got used to it. So there was yeah, no reason to change so. for them.
0: Huh. Which man, the N sixty four controller,
1: what a weird configuration that thing was. <laughs> I know.
0: It was like the you had to switch your hands up so oddly and inconveniently if you actually wanted to use both trigger buttons. It was like a reaper shift. You couldn't you know? use the joystick at the same time as both trigger buttons. Yeah. Because if you had your hand on the joystick, you had your hand in the middle of a three prong controller.
1: Right. <laughs> it was. It's so
0: when you think back to that, like, what were you thinking, Nintendo? Come on. <laughs> so dumb. Meanwhile, you then followed that up with something that actually made sense—the GameCube controller. Yeah. So I'm um, man, which I, had
1: a kind of a similar layout, I think. Right. I mean, sort of. Well, it was definitely different, but it kind of looked the same as far as I kind remember. Kind of.
0: What it really switched more than anything were instead of using in Uh, in place of a joystick those c buttons that were like up down left and right buttons Mm -hmm. that were taking the place of a second joystick became the c joystick on on the uh gamecube right which was necessary i mean if they didn't have two joysticks on the gamecube that thing would have been a total failure Yeah. Which it actually turned out to be one of the best consoles in my opinion. Yeah. I lo- I love that console.
1: I I really liked Pikmin and I played a ton of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. I mm. played a ton of that game.
0: I played that on PC. Yeah? Yeah. I actually liked it with a controller. I mean with a uh, keyboard and mouse. Which I Interesting. Found to be very odd and convoluted at first, but then I yeah. began to love it that way.
1: That's interesting. I yeah. actually always preferred my racing games With a um, console controller and never Mm. a racing wheel.
0: I actually liked the racing wheel for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit on PC. Mm. Once I picked it up, I didn't like it as much as a mouse and keyboard, which doesn't make sense. But, you know. Yeah. Hey, 2K Games and Gearbox love their Borderlands fans. Yay. And they're doing an interesting kind of thank you.
1: Borderlands fans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right
1: uh did you play borderlands 2 i played borderlands 1 with my brother on pc okay chugged so i didn't play a whole lot of it oh wow yeah that
0: that'll do it yeah well borderlands 2 has been out for over a year now and the community is still going strong so much so that they've obviously had dlc that we've talked about and things like that well starting on october 11th players will be offered chances each week for the following four weeks to earn a variety of prizes Borderlands characters will dish out targets for each week, and those marks will drop new unique loot 100% of the time. Sweet. Yeah. And entries come in the form of beating the target, and those marks can be taken down every day for an entry. There are cash prizes on the line, with awards ramping for up from $5,000 in the first week all the way to a single $50,000 grand prize. Dang. Yeah.
1: You go, Borderlands fans. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We like you a lot. We love you long time. Keep
1: playing Borderlands 2. $50,000. We <laughs> love you long time. Do you know what extra life is, Luke? Uh no, but I like one.
0: <laughs> bring <laughs> or whatever. I can't imitate an extra life sound from Mario. I try. I'm sorry. Bring bring. Failed. It sounds like rings from Sonic more than anything, but <laughs>
1: It's
0: when you lose all your rings. Yeah. So Extra Life is awesome. Extra Life is a charity organization with the slogan, Play Games, Heal Kids. And it is an annual event that challenges gamers to team up, game for 24 hours, and raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Game Informer last year raised over $10,000, and everyone is participating again. And by signing up and joining the PlayStation quote-unquote movement, You'll automatically get an exclusive Extra Life PS3 theme. Additional benefits for higher fundraising are as follows. If you make over $10, you get a 30 day PS Plus voucher. If you make over $25, you get a digital copy of When Vikings Attack. $50, you get a digital copy of Wipeout HD. $75, you get a digital copy of Little Big Planet Vita. Additionally, the participant that raises the most through November 3rd at 8 a.m. Pacific will win a slate of PS4 games, including Knack, Kill Zone, and Drive Club. That person will also get a one-year PlayStation Plus membership and one year of Music Unlimited. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so Extra Life isn't just a great cause. It's awesome fun. You know, it gets people together to binge game, but for an (laughs) awesome cause. Right. What could be better than that? And you're raising money for children's hospitals. I mean.
1: So by raising money, you are donating your own money? Or you are asking for donations? You're asking for
0: donations. Okay. To
1: play for 24 hours. Like sponsor me
0: to binge game for 24
1: hours. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Sponsor me to run. Nope. Sponsor me to sit on my ass. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: I I guess it's got to be hard to sell that to some people. Like if I told you're doing what? If I was like, Hey family, can you sponsor me to play? I mean, I know a lot of people that are, are not like, you know, people that work in the industry that have been saying on Twitter, people that we follow in the beyond community that are going to be doing this. Mm -hmm. that are raising money to game. And this is something that we could even do. Yeah. You know, although I don't know if I could really raise, I just don't have friends that would be into it. All the friends that I've made online are already doing this thing. Right. They're not going to send money to me. Yeah. They're looking for money themselves. Right. You know, if anything, I might pledge a little myself. Yeah. You know, because I think that it's great cause and, but we should definitely get in on it next year. Yeah. Let's do that next year. Okay. I'm done. A plan specifically for it.
1: Our plans are coming <laughs> for the Children's Fund. <laughs> I mean, our plans are going to the Children's Fund.
0: Speaking of gaming for charity, the first ever Gamers for Christ Tour event will be held October 12th in Texas.
1: Huh. Yeah, it would be Texas.
0: Yeah, so first of all, I was a little skeptical about caring about this at all. I, I, because it's called Gamers for Christ, right? And I mean, no offense to Christians, I I I used to be one, you know. <laughs> um, but it, there's something about the idea that there's an organization, Gamers for Christ. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know.
1: How are and, you exactly playing games for Jesus?
0: Right. Well, so here's how this particular tour goes. Mm-hmm. Attendees. At this uh, event on October 12th in White House, Texas, we'll be able to play and participate in tournaments that will begin at 10 a.m. with games like Injustice Gods Among Us, Halo 4, and Street Fighter 4, which you're playing for Christ, by the way. (laughs) Christ wants you to play these games. I'm going to kick
1: your ass for Christ.
0: Yeah. It will also offer skateboarding, BMX biking, and prizes for tournament winners. The proceeds support an awesome charity as well, though. Better Than Gaming, which is a pediatric cancer outreach program that sends Xbox consoles, games, and Xbox Live accounts to hospitals.
1: Oh, I heard about them. Yeah. Yeah, actually there, there was a story uh, when Mass Effect 3 came out where, you remember when people were so upset with the way that the game um, ended? Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And so they all like rallied, <laughs> a bunch of gamers online rallied together and oh, decided okay. that instead of buying the DLC, they are going to donate the money that they would have spent on the DLC. Mm-hmm. Two children's hospitals oh. They ended up raising i think like 40 grand or something wow like, it, it was crazy it was a lot of people that's
0: awesome yeah but also sad and because also kind of funny you know the dlc helps support the developers yeah not buying the dlc means you don't care about the developers
1: right so yes, you care about kids with cancer yeah
0: i mean i guess in one way you were helping <laughs> here send an xbox to these kids but I'm not, but don't play Mass Effect yeah, 3. Those guys suck. Yeah, seriously. Uh, also, South Park's Minecraft episode happened last week.
1: Yeah, I missed it. and yeah. I don't know if I can still catch it on SouthParkStudios.net.
0: Well, it's live on the internet. Is it? It, it is free to watch. All and right. I will leave the link in the description. So if you missed out on it, you should definitely check it out. We would love to hear your opinions and tweet at us if you're a Minecraft fan that play or decides to watch this episode because I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a Minecraft fan, so I can right. laugh along with it, but uh-huh. I won't quite feel that same kind of feeling as someone that actually is like in on the community, you know? Right. So
1: I uh, think South Park generalizes things like that enough yeah. where you'd be able to get it. Cause like even their episode about World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. um, it was clear that they didn't really understand the game. Right. Even But see, they were still nailing home their point about making fun of people that played it. I think it. they so understood was was the
0: game. It. They just, they weren't going to delve crazy into it. It was yeah. more about being a parody and a mockery intentionally. And,
1: and, yeah. and that's exactly my, my uh, point. Yeah. You know, Meaning that I think that for someone like you or me who has never played Minecraft, we would mm-hmm. get out just as much. Right. As someone who is a fan of the game.
0: And they've done a lot of those kinds of ones. They did a, a rock band one. Yeah. They've done... They've done. A, uh, I think they did a Call of Duty one, too. Oh, I'm sure. I think. I, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. They must have so, at some
1: point. If they haven't, they need to.
0: Yeah. There's nothing to say about this because you haven't finished The Last of Us, so I can't spoil a, a GD thing. Yeah. But... Yeah. The Last of Us has an interesting video that I will link in the description that Luke will not watch. Links, links. I won't watch it. That is an alternate version of the ending.
1: No freaking way.
0: And it's somehow musical. I will leave it at that.
1: Musical.
0: It's absolutely hilarious and amazing, though. You should definitely check out the video.
1: (laughs) Unless your name is Luke Shermer. Yes. Actually, well, unless your name is Luke Shermer and you're on this podcast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) On to current game updates and DLC. Bioshock Infinite's Rapture DLC. Return to Rapture. Burial at Sea. Yeah. Uh, we got some new video from it, which I cut we you did. off of because I didn't want you to get spoiled from it too much.
1: Yeah, I watched like a minute and a half. But
0: what would you think of the new versions of Booker and Elizabeth there?
1: Uh, Interesting. Elizabeth seems a little more sassy and street smart. It's
0: almost kind of noir
1: in a way, right? Yeah, Totally. Yeah. um, And Booker, I guess we didn't... I mean, you never see Booker in the game. But, right. But you definitely you
0: know, get a feel for the fact that he's a different kind of character w- with the way he holds himself and talks and things like that.
1: Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just interested because it looks like this is Rapture, like, pre-all the shit going down in the first game. It is, for sure. Meaning that... I'm interested, you know, like I I didn't really play a lot of Bioshock 1, Mm -hmm. but I mean, with a story that was woven in Bioshock Infinite, I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing what they're doing with this. Right, right.
0: No spoilers. We obviously don't want to say anything, but we do do know certain things that I will... We have information. Yes. Also, an, an awesome little video called Booker Catch... We we watched that earlier. It's so dumb. And you know, it's funny. I <laughs> I hate Chris Hardwick. He he considers himself like the ultimate nerd, basically, and based on that, he's made like this like cool nerd stereotype and stuff. He's not a nerd, right? He just he's happens to like some nerd things. Yeah, it's not a nerd. I'm sorry. Right. He's in no way obsessed about any of these things or the kind of like introverted stereotype we expect. He just likes things that are popular and talks about them. Yeah. Like, let's like talk. Like us. The talking dead. <laughs> talking bad. Talk, right. co- talking stuff. He likes to talk.
1: Yeah. And catch things thrown at him by Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> and smile with a half smile. Uh, Booker, catch. You should definitely check that out. If you played Bioshock Infinite, you'll understand. If you don't understand, don't even watch the video. It won't even make sense.
1: Yeah, you'll just be like, uh, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, State of Decay hit a million sales. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good for them, guys. Pretty awesome, considering They'd it never, really never became yeah. what we were expecting it to be. <laughs> <Right>. Thanks, <laughs> uh, but there is DLC called Breakdown that is planned for late this month. They said, "quote unquote," assuming no catastrophes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: assuming, yeah,
0: right. Um, Keyword: They should have worded it differently. Assuming no outbreaks or no apocalypse or I don't know something honey. Yeah. But I guess they we're that's not close so enough. Funny. Yeah. Also, for people that are having frustrating times connecting to FIFA 14 online, there is an update set for a release this week. So we will find out more about that and hopefully everything will be patched. Word up. Battlefield 4 is getting some DLC. We don't even have the game yet. The DLC is going to be available at launch. This is the most well, frustrating. Yeah. Again. It's the most frustrating kind of DLC. The DLC that could have easily been paired with the game and launched with the game. Instead, it's, hey, here's the game. By the way, if you want to have all the maps that are on the servers you're going to be playing, you should probably buy the DLC as well.
1: I want to find the guy that made this decision to throw a tomato at him. Yeah. Hit him in the side of the face. That, that would be a perfect spot to throw it in. Because <laughs> then it hits his ear. Right in the temple? Yeah. Juice goes in his ear and then like across yeah. his eyeball. And yeah. Like maybe up into his nose. Yeah. And-
0: <laughs> Enjoy that tomato,
1: bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can hire Aaron Paul to throw it at him.
0: (laughs) Uh. That'd make a good headline. Hey, so buy some DLC from Black Ops 2 and support a good cause. All proceeds, which, by the way, the personalization packs will be available via Xbox Live at a 25% discount. The proceeds will all go to Call of Duty Endowment which, of course, is a non-for-profit organization set up by Activision to help returning vets find jobs. Yeah. So
1: I saw that they were doing stuff like that. It's it, good that they're uh, continuing it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, they had dumb things. like It's like, for Call of Duty Ghosts, buy this exclusive dog tag, and 100% of the proceeds goes there. But mm. I think this is cool that literally it's like, hey, you want to buy this personalization pack DLC? Eh, sure, we'll throw some money to the endowment fund. Right. Word. Yeah, it's awesome. They're in, a,
1: they're in a position too where they can just really rake in the money on really simple things. Yeah, you know, and so also help their
0: reputation at the same time.
1: Help the reputation of video games. Yeah, yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: you know, we obviously didn't mention this, but Rockstar is continuing to resolve Grand Theft Auto issues and lost items are under investigation. Don't be worried. And uh, something to note: if you are playing GTA Online and your character appears to be deleted. Do not try and create a new character. It may overwrite what may actually exist somewhere in the cloud servers. Mm. You, your stuff could be returned to you. And for most people, it had been. You just had to like log out and log back in when the cloud servers were available. Oh, okay. For some people, it was even getting invited to missions and stuff and joining directly into them from the main game had it all just show back up from the cloud server. Right. So do not create a new character. Big warning to everybody. And Konami has apologized for a glitch paralyzing PES 2014's multiplayer on the 360 as well. Uh Uh-oh. Soccer games are having some trouble. In fact, everyone appears to be having online trouble these days. Yeah. So yeah, let's complain about GTA 5.
1: What is the internet? Yeah. No, seriously. What the
0: fuck is the internet? (laughs) Speaking of that, SimCity offline modes are being explored right now by Maxis. Interesting. I think this is great, by the way, because really this is something that has been addressed before by reviewers. The only problems with SimCity came from the fact that their cloud servers could not handle the cloud computation that the game was designed to be doing on the cloud. And the game was effectively broken by many of those features. So this could fix that problem. However, how long has it been like, yeah. since SimCity was released? It's you like, guys
1: get right on that. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I hope that this series doesn't die. I used to love SimCity, but I didn't pick up the new one because I don't have the PC requirements for it. Mm. And I heard so many bad things about the cloud servers and the online functionality of creating a world that interacted with other worlds and your friends' worlds and cities and stuff. It was too much.
1: Yeah. I never actually played SimCity. It's not it, true. It's what- played it for like five hours.
0: Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, it's still, it's, it's one of those games, it's certainly not for everybody. Yeah. It's like Beyond Two
1: Souls. Right. Unfortunately.
0: Also, there's a new patch coming to Total War Rome 2. Another one. Ah. This one claims to include over 140 improvements.
1: Wow. That's a lot of improvements.
0: Yes. If you want to read the full list, I'll put links in the description. If you don't care, I'm not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> but for those of you who have given up on Rome 2, don't give up hope yet. They really care about making this game good. And they Don't stop, re- stop
1: believing. Do, do, do. <laughs>
0: and Don't last stop. but not least, there is a Dark Souls mod that is out right now for all you PC Dark Souls players. All three of you. That makes enemies horrifyingly aggressive and harder to beat.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what that game needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. For all of you who really like beating yourselves Killing down you. yeah. and being really upset and frustrated with your games feel free to download this
1: i'll leave you in a rut yeah (laughs) i I,
0: I won't leave a link in the description you can find it if you want
1: yep that's a great idea (laughs) stop taking your prozac load up your dark souls and have fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) as far as fresh game news goes uh,
0: did you ever play sleeping dogs i did not okay well you were missing out sir
1: yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. I heard it was um a real sleeper hit. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're funny. Yeah, it it was a seriously not underrated game, but just kind of hidden to people. Mm. They they just blew right past it concerned about other games that were coming out at the time. Yeah. And it turns out it was a great game. I actually spent a little bit of time with it. I played the demo. Uh, I got it through Gamefly for a very short period of time and did enjoy my time with it, but there were way too many other things coming out at the same time. Yep. It turns out United Front Games is announced that they are working on a new title in the Sleeping Dogs universe for next gen.
1: Oh, that's great that it hasn't died then.
0: Right, yeah. Awesome to hear that. Also, the Welsh Psychological Horror Master Reboot is coming to Steam this month. Uh, you took a look at that game earlier. What did you think of that?
1: yeah well it's certainly the most interesting trailer i've seen in a long time yeah right it looks like this kind of um you know just kind of cool world that you explore and then all of a sudden stuff's like popping out at you and it's like yeah game's coming soon yeah and then you know that it's there's definitely way more to it than uh meets the eye yeah
0: and it seems so happy for those first few moments and you're like well these are some interesting visuals and it's all about what life and your memories saved yeah. in an infinite world, and and then static keeps happening then, every rah, once in a while, right, and yeah. then craziness hits. And then this it's like, like
1: dead girl like jumps out at you. Yeah, yeah. Reminded me of this uh, Flash video. That I that was real popular Mm. in my high school back then. was that the
0: driving car one that was like a car driving down a mountainous cliff like just in the distance. Oh, I remember that one. It wasn't it wasn't that Zombie face popped up screaming at you.
1: (laughs) I remember that. It wasn't that though. It was an animated one. It was this like singing in a happy song with like Japanese text and there was like a butterfly that was flying. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the song just cuts and it's this girl's face and she's like screaming and it's all and it's this like blood curdling scream that sounds terrifying. And then it just ends. Yeah. I'm going to try and look that up now. Before, like, the internet was huge. That went viral, like, among my my high school. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, everyone was watching that video talking about how how scary it was. Right. I wish I could remember the name of it, but, yeah, that was some creepy stuff. Okay. And so this trailer kind of took me back to that kind of a feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be an interesting game for Steam for sure. I hope it's well received. It looks like it could be awesome mm-hmm. and very psychological. So. Yeah, definitely. Also, it's Welsh. How many Welsh games come out?
1: Yeah, like um one. Yeah. <laughs> this one. <laughs>
0: so, um would you play a hack and slash city builder? Yeah, that's probably the weirdest description for a game, right?
1: Like are you Godzilla? Well, actually Well, that'd be hack and slash city destructor?
0: Well, we we all know the games that, you know, there's a boy who wants to be a knight. The boy grows up. The king's army arrives looking for soldiers and you join to fight the big cause. Right. But imagine if you're not chosen and then imagine if he's left behind, forced to make ends meet as a shoemaker. (laughs) Okay. And what if then his village is attacked while the army is off fighting somewhere else?
1: That's awesome.
0: So this game is called Heldrick. The Legend of the Shoemaker. <laughs> the goal of the game is simple. You are given a village in each of the game's levels, which you then have to defend from waves of monsters. The villages themselves can be expanded with upgradable buildings, which makes you and your fellow villagers stronger in the game's Diablo-like hack-and-slash battles.
1: That sounds really fun. Is it, like, cartoonish? Is there, are there any shots of the art style? Okay. It's in alpha right now
0: in an early alpha neat which you can sign up for but don't even bother just wait for the
1: game it's got a cool story i like that yeah the legend of the shoemaker i like
0: that it's so atypical but not atypical at all okay you defend your village and you upgrade it over time but it's the story about a guy who never should have been in battle in the first place you're that pipsqueak that was like i'll fight the cause and they were like Leave that guy behind.
1: <laughs> and then the battle happened to come yeah. to your town. Are they going to Kickstarter with that? I hope they do so that I can pledge enough money to get them to change the title to Legend of the Umbrella Maker and have him make umbrellas. Because <laughs> my Why? last my last name in German means umbrella maker. <laughs>
0: so you they just want this like game to be legend. like yeah.
1: they could call me they call him like uh Luca. <laughs> Legend of the Umbrella Maker. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm sure you might have to pledge more money than you're willing to let go of for them to yeah. make a change to the name of the
1: game. Well, you know, I mean, the world's ripe with opportunity. There's a bank out there that's just ready to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> nice. Hey, guess what? What? You like Deus Ex, right? You know, man, I still have not played that. Mark would kill me if you knew that. <laughs> well, still he's going to
0: know now. Yeah.
1: Now that you said it. Oh, probably didn't listen to so it, you're so. dead.
0: That sucks, <laughs>
1: right? Well, idus yeah, Montreal. I'm gonna have to hug you before you know before the end. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> idus Montreal has announced that Deus Ex Universe, a series of interconnected games in the Deus Ex franchise, planned to span PC, next gen consoles, tablets, smartphones, books, and graphic novels. Holy crap! We first heard about it through a trademark filing spotted last month, but up until now, we didn't know anything about it. In a blog post, Studio Head David N. Fossey described Deus Ex Universe as "quote unquote" an ongoing, expanding, and connected game world built across a generation of core
1: games. That is all we know. That's really cool. The uh, the little I do know about the game, I know that um the story is really ripe for all those things to be yeah. smash hits. Yes, absolutely. So it's good to see that they're they're getting to it. You know, they're getting to it. Yeah.
0: Also, if you're a fan of Battlefield Bad Company 3, guess what? DICE has not given up yet. Don't worry. Obviously, DICE has spent a lot of time on Battlefield 4, and they went straight from 3 to 4. We were expecting Battlefield Bad Company 3 would be the next one. They they recently said in an interview that they wanted to make sure that gamers were not disappointed and worried that the game wasn't coming. It's still in the pipeline. They still have a core team working it out. So Good. it'll probably be the next game that they come out with. I'm guessing, you know, 2016 or so, but mm-hmm. it'll be worth it for sure. Sweet. As far as the upcoming games we do know and care about, we've got a lot of information about Watch Dogs. First of all, it's going to be running at 30 frames per second on next gen consoles.
1: Yay. What? There's a sarcastic. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. That's pretty low. It is incredibly low. Here's the thing, though. Movies run at 24. Would it really look that bad if it was at 30? Maybe not, but uh,
0: pretty much every game that's going to be on next gen is running at 60. Yeah. And I mean, right now, Call of Duty runs on current gen at 30. Right. So you're saying that it's going to look like a current gen game on next gen.
1: But it's going to have the graphical quality of next gen.
0: What does graphical quality mean when when your frames per second can only be 30?
1: Well, like the graphical quality of things that are in the game it looks better
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe we'll have to see i think more than anything it's because of the fact that it's such a vast game that is so detailed in the in its intricacies that it it just can't handle more maybe 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 if it was solely being developed for next gen they could consider that but uh, that's i don't know there is a news that i was really excited about watchdogs can be completed almost entirely through stealth and won't force killing Nice. I love when they do things like that. Kind of yeah. like the dishonored way of doing things, right?
1: Or know? like there, you can do that for for Hitman too, right?
0: Yeah. Well, no, no,
1: not Hitman. No, that, that's Hitman. Yeah, that's what you do. Well, I guess I mean like, but there are options that pretty much stealth your way all the way to the target, right? And then but they're just kill the target. they're
0: saying stealth, not forcing killing, so that you can stealthily take people at down, all. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. like just doing stealth takedowns and things. Yeah. There is no way to stealth take down your way through Hitman. Right. You must use <laughs> sniper rifles and you must kill people, use environmental things. Like uh-huh. there is just no way to do that.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's, um, that's pretty cool. You know, you can kind of be that like lone rogue guy who's not really trying to hurt anybody. He's just right. trying to get the job done.
0: Yeah. I am really excited for that game. So, you know, we'll, we'll obviously know more about that soon. I mean, we'll obviously be seeing that game and playing that game soon. Yeah so
1: i'll be playing it in november
0: also their uh pc specifications were released oh yeah it's in may it's interesting it's only going to support 64-bit operating systems i don't even know what that means the minimum specs will require DirectX 11 gpu with at least one gigabyte of vram along with a quad core cpu and at least four gigs of ram a list of things that you don't even know anything about but yeah Users aiming to reach the game's recommended specifications will require a DirectX 11 card with at least 2 gigs of VRAM, an 8-core CPU, and 8 gigs of RAM. Wow. Yeah. Good luck. To reach their ultra specs, users will need a DirectX 11 GPU with at least 2 gigs of VRAM, an 8-core CPU, and 8 gigabytes of RAM or more. Absolutely. So enjoy that on November 19th coming out on PC. I'm just going to play that on Next Gen and not have to deal with any of that. Yeah, really. Speaking of PC specs, Call of Duty's Ghost's PC system requirements were detailed. It recommends that PC users have a 64-bit Windows 7 or Windows 8, at least 6 gigabytes of RAM, an incredible sound card and video card, DirectX 11, obviously. But it's interesting because basically this is telling us that if you play PC games, you absolutely are going to have to upgrade for this next gen of gaming.
1: I know, it's really, I there was an elitist on some forum that I was on, I can't remember where, and uh, he was saying, A lo- when the when next person asks me when I'm playing for next gen, I'm going to say Steam Backlog. <laughs> it's like, alright dude, well, get ready to be doing some upgrading because yeah. you're going to be right there spending money with the rest of us.
0: Yeah, even if you want to be playing Steam games, you are soon going to need a seriously upgraded computer.
1: Yeah, I won't even buy Outlast, which I want yeah. to play so bad, yeah, right? because I know it's just going to chug. and it's going to Either that or it's going to look like crap, and I don't want either one of those experiences.
0: Yeah. Destiny beta program is open to anyone who pre-orders the game through Amazon in early 2014, and Bungie has already started sending out Destiny beta codes. So get on pre-ordering it on Amazon if you want the beta. I'm excited for that, man. I don't know how many people are really excited to play betas all the time, but eh, that's cool.
1: There was I tried to sign up for a Warhammer beta. Mm-hmm. There was like a, uh, a Warhammer MMO. I don't even know if it came out at this point. Yeah, it did. Okay. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, it looked kind of like a World of Warcraft type of thing. I right, signed up for right. that beta, didn't get in, and I'd never really try it again for anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, betas are pretty limited things. Like take, for example, uh, the Dark Souls 2 beta codes were distributed today. 11 a.m. Pacific time. The first round launches October 12th for 5,000 players in North America, while a larger player group will be entered into the second round on October 26th. So, you know, 5,000 people. That's it. That right. get, they get to into the first round of the beta. So it's like, really, it's more more than anything, it's server stress tests. And it's like, who wants to really be a part of that? If you're really deadly obsessed with Dark Souls, then sure. But, if you're a huge fan, yeah. But even then, it's like... Even someone who loves the franchise, do they really want to get in on the beta? You're going to deal with glitches and bugs and all of that? It's like, why not just wait?
1: I wait for everything. If there's a game I'm really excited about, I won't even watch trailers. Yeah. I yeah. want it to be absolutely 100% fresh. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little weird like that, but uh, I I don't know. I just like it that way.
0: Yeah. Speaking of games that aren't going to be doing things quite like we expect them to on Next Gen, Crytek has announced that Xbox One exclusive Rise is going to run at 900p.
1: I know that's weird.
0: How awkward is 900p? Seriously, are are you going to deal with black bars on your screen? Like, how is this going to function?
1: Maybe they want it to look like a movie. So I don't they know put the black bars on. Well, no. <laughs> you know, like uh, one of those like widescreen, like.
0: Which it's funny you say that because apparently, Beyond Two Souls does that for the entire game. Oh yeah. Yep.
1: Neat. I like that.
0: Some people have said that they downright hate that, and it makes the game look dumb.
1: Shut up. (laughs) I'm going to punch them in their balls.
0: Also, Telltale's The Wolf Among Us comes out October 11th. That is this Friday. Check that out. Be in love with it. Telltale's amazing. It's that simple.
1: I agree, sir. Yes. I I agree with you, sir. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The November cover has also been revealed of Game Informer, and it is The Order of
1: 1886. Yeah. A game that you were pretty excited about when you saw the E3 trailer. I would like to see more before I'm totally sold. At the time, I think, yeah, I was really excited. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to see a little bit more. I really want to see what the gameplay is like Mm -hmm. before I get into it. But it looked like I had kind of a cool premise, you know, if not done and done again. But it looked neat. Yeah. So I, I like the kind of... It was almost like a steampunk sort of uh, atmosphere. Well, I was
0: going to say, the Game Informer description from the magazine actually says, The Order 1886 offers a fascinating glimpse into a past twisted by strange events that alter the course of history. Players step into the shoes of a knight who is part of an ancient order sworn to protect humanity from the threat of monstrous half-breed creatures. Ready at Dawn's fascinating fiction for its new franchise draws inspiration from ancient mythology and legend combined with actual historical figures. The result is a story we can't wait to experience in full. The fiction is buttressed by an action-packed shooting mechanic fueled by awesome and unusual weapons like a rifle that can spew blasts of lightning. The Order's incredible visuals and technology speak to what we can all look forward to in games designed from the ground up to run on next-gen hardware like the PS4.
1: Yeah, so basically it's going to be pretty badass.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Also, the second Soma video was revealed.
1: Yeah, yeah. What a weird mind F.
0: Teasing some weird connection between humans and robots. We are still not even close to 100% sure of what this game is going to be about, how it's going to function, whatever's happening. Mm. But man, you should check out the video. Yeah. It's definitely well-directed and well-put together. And I'm sure everyone behind the scenes is just going, mm, yes, you're all very confused, aren't you? It's all part of my plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I'm sure they're loving the hell out of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I would be.
0: As far as past chat updates, Half-Life 3's trademark is now a suspected hoax.
1: Are you serious? I'm dead serious. It has officially been taken down. Hang on a second. Serious. Okay, we just said serious three times. Half-Life 3 3 confirmed. confirmed. (laughs) Indeed.
0: Which is seriously, okay, now I said it four Uh, times, it's ruined. Come
1: on, man. You
0: jinxed it, Joe. (laughs) It's very disappointing. And I'm kind of confused because something that was also uh, written about by all sorts of different news outlets was that a well-timed Valve leak revealed their development team. Eurogamer.net said in what is surely a completely innocent coincidence and in no way an illustration of the way Valve makes us all dance at its whim like fleshy marionettes, the developer's internal user picker software was suddenly and inexplicably open to the public. It remained available just long enough for Reddit users to snatch screenshots of the various internal development groups currently on Valve's roster, including one marked Half-Life 3 with 46 staff members assigned and one marked Half-Life 3 core with a staff of 10. Many of the people listed also worked on Half-Life 2. So this, coupled with the trademark, led obvious speculation that the game really exists. Right. But now the trademark's been taken down, and Valve refuses to admit that Half-Life 3 is in development.
1: Well, so is it or is it not?
0: Who knows? They've been playing games on us for so long, I'm just is is Gabe over there just chuckling to himself like, haha fooled you, dude, you gotta wait for April first for these things, okay? You can't just throw them at us randomly. The whole world gets excited yeah and man also Sega says paying for extra lives quote unquote, will never be a thing in a Sonic game it well, technically it is it is, so there you go down? nope. They're just saying that it's not a necessity. It's just so if people want to play haphazardly and not care about the fact that they might be losing lives, they can pay for more.
1: It's all still stupid to me.
0: Yes, very. That is my opinion as well. We agree. Yeah. And we are rapidly running out of time here. So I'm going to quickly, quickly go through some of the most important ones. River City Ransom just barely squeaked by and got its funding. Sweet. Just I bet barely. You're pumped. It's only going to be released on PC at this point. Uh-huh. Ports will later have to depend on the actual money that the sales of the game makes. Mm-hmm. But wow. Yeah, really, really, really scary because it literally ended today. And as of 72 hours ago, it didn't look like it was going to make it.
1: Well, that's awesome. Happy Joe. Yeah.
0: Yes, seriously. Also The Long Dark got a new gameplay video which mm-hmm. we saw it's a very interesting first person post disaster survival sim that I yeah. didn't really quite understand until seeing the gameplay it's hard to explain I'm loving the art style why don't you check out the video yourself and you know let us know what you think about that also Shante Half Genie Hero Demolished its goal of four hundred thousand with seven hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars. Holy freaking cat! Yeah, great things, great great things. Also, the fall did really really well. The one that reminded us of um, Swapper. Uh-huh. the one that reminded us of the swapper. Right. That one passed and and uh, while it looks like it's not gonna reach its PS4 and Xbox One or even Uya and Linux distributions, that's still great that it's being made. That one looks really awesome as well. Yep. We got some others that we'll talk about next week. This is unfortunately, like I said, we're running out of time here. <laughs> also what else is new? in the mobile marketplace, the most important things to say. Logitech is making a gamepad for the iPhone. Really? Yeah. It looks pretty interesting. It looks like if you combined a game gear with an iPhone in the middle of it.
1: Uh, That's really cool.
0: Which I think is good, though, because we need, I, I mean, especially considering all the Android device things that are coming out and all the Android consoles, I wonder if Apple is, like, worried at all about this. Yeah, I know. The ecosystems that are being created for gaming, and Apple's basically just taking it and hoping that they stay stay alive in the video game Mobile Fight. Steve
1: Jobs is he's pointing and pouting in his grave. Yeah, like this.
0: <laughs> hey, so this one's kind of funny. Mobile Puzzler Dragon Academy didn't have millions to spend on cinematic trailers and E3 booths. Indeed. It ended up with a marketing budget of officially $11.13 after development. <laughs> Well, what what can you get for (laughs) $11.13? Some stupid Vine videos. That's what. (laughs) And exposure on International Video Games' website. So bargain. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I will link to those because they're pretty hilarious and ridiculous. And just keep in consideration, they had $11 to spend on marketing, so they had to make some Vines real quick to just, (laughs) you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, if you are looking for the Grand Theft Auto iFruit app on Android devices. There is one that exists out there, but it is a total hoax and just looking for your money. The real iFruit app will be free. Do not download this game or pay for it. Interesting. Yes. Hey, and Stealth Inc. is coming to iOS. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Neat. I've been looking forward to that. No real definitive time or price for that but i think it's really cool that a game like that is going to reach a different audience and a wider audience in a way by you know really trying something new right not many games especially indie games decide "Eh, let's go to ios (laughs) it sounds kind of random and off the wall yeah but um yeah i'm kind of excited as far as console chats go a firmware Update just happened to the PS3 that I thought was really awesome. Auto downloads are no longer restricted to the PlayStation Plus. Very cool. Yeah. Something that I did think was interesting. Microsoft is officially opening its ability to game DVR to developers to allow for recording of achievements. Hmm. So a game dev can choose to have every achievement you get be recorded.
1: To make sure that you got it.
0: Well, it could be for any number of reasons uh-huh. to help you like show off how you got it.
1: Right. Or yep. for that
0: matter, could also make you look like a big fat phony. Right. I I don't know. I, I I'm not sure how to sit on this one. I think if anything, it'll help show off how people did it. Like if it looks very scripted what the person is doing, obviously they read a guide and they're, you know, people will respect them a little less for getting that achievement.
1: Sure. I mean, there are some achievements where, you know, I would go on YouTube to find like the easiest way to get it, right. Um, which for some achievements in some games, it's like there's only really one place in one level mm-hmm. where it's really feasible. You yeah, know? or for that matter, so those would really help. Things out. that are
0: like extreme collectibles that how the hell are you supposed to find them otherwise? Right. Like there are some yeah. things in GTA five that I'm at ninety two percent completion and I'm fairly certain that I can only make it to like ninety five without looking up actual locations for things that i have to find in the game
1: i don't know how or why people put these guys together and how they do it within like days of the release yeah of the game seriously just they like, must i mean up all night and all day just looking for this stuff i was gonna or? say
0: like 24 7 just yeah. hunting down random crap on the map know, like that map crazy. is huge in dta 5 yeah. as well so I, you need like a, t- a team of people just dedicated to that basically <laughs> which i don't know um I'm excited, though, the ability to, like, show it off, I think is really cool. Right. You know? Hey, look how I got this one. I got it in the middle of this fight doing this, and I happened to pull off this crazy thing that got me this achievement. <laughs> Sweet, you know? Right. Or fun ones, like, with NHL, it's getting drafted first pick in the first round. You know, it'll show off a highlight of how you did in your final game that then you were drafted afterwards, you know? Right, like right. Things like that that you can really be proud of. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. For for myself, I would definitely be interested in something like that.
1: So you would upload some of them?
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's up to the dev, they said. They clarified saying that it's not like they will automatically be shown or even automatically be unlocked to you. Mm -hmm. It might be specifically the dev themselves decides how they're going to implement it and how they're going to use it. Right. For that matter, they might implement it into the game. To show off like the craziest ways people have attained certain achievements and things like that. Like, yeah. There are lots of possibilities for what you could do with that. Yeah, yeah. It could be pretty cool. Oh, Sony opened the pre-orders for that HMZ viewer. You know, if you want to sink way too much money into that 3D glasses contraption <sighs> that is a Oculus knockoff basically. Right. Well, that started in development a few generations back of the same
1: I would thing, definitely wait pre- on that Oculus. to see what comes out for it, you know. Well, it
0: works with all devices, remember?
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: It's just way, 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 way
1: too much money. Mm. But this this thing was, what, like 1500 Yeah. Something like astronomical. Yeah, it's yeah. just too much
0: money. It's something that'll make you be like, um, I could buy the Oculus and the Omni Treadmill and, and the Preo VR and right. all of the things that surround it and have this incredible VR setup. Or I could have this uh, one headset that... I get, you know, 7.1 Dolby surround and I get to watch in 3D. Cool. Yeah, That's yeah. it. <laughs> I, I don't get any of the other fun toys. Yeah, no thanks. I want an Omni treadmill. I'm going to look ridiculous when I'm using it, but I Dude, really, really want I one. I
1: can't wait. I, I keep I'm going to be in the perfect guy, like, shape. Of a gun. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'm yeah. going to be in
0: perfect shape playing first person shooters. Yeah. <laughs> And play play yeah, Battlefield, exercise, yeah. the immense size of those maps where you're running for, like, 60 seconds. To like it's, You're going to see me on the battlefield, like, suddenly slow down oh. and chugging, and you're like, oh, that guy's using an Omni VR treadmill. <laughs> oh, man.
1: see the avatar, like, hunch over. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: right? Well, the, that support class should stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, as we mentioned in part one, we went on for way too long, so we don't have time to address what you have to say. But listen... Uh, we really do appreciate all your questions and comments, so feel free to send them our way by way of emailing us at irlgamechat at gmail com or you can tweet at us at IRL GameChat we- or-
1: you can get at us at Facebook.com slash IRL Game Chat.
0: Or you can find us at com at our official website, which will be a actual domain soon, and that'll yeah, simplify things for it. you. Yeah. So, Especially if you're finding us on some sort of Stitcher or iTunes or something. It, or you it, should that,
1: favorite us for a th- five-star, please.
0: That might be a little complicated.
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gents, that'll do it for Episode 18, Part
0: 2, here on IRL Game Chat.
1: Burley Bill is back.
0: As always, if you're listening to us, thank you. And remember that you're not just a listener. You're also a friend.
1: A good friend. So feel
0: free to hit us up anywhere you can find us on the interwebs. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or any particular app, why don't you give us a good old rating on that app? Because <laughs> we really appreciate it.
1: Or could you auction us a good rating?
0: <laughs> on Twitter, I am Mr. Spud Winters, and Luke is Level Up Luke.
1: And on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash IRL Game Chat.
0: We are.
1: We are. That's us.
0: (laughs) Until next time.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.
0: And game on.
1: Guffaw. It <laughs> was the funniest word. A guffaw. My lexicon is guffaw! filled with some awesomeness. Guffaw. It's like something that a crow does when it finds a corpse that isn't rotting yet.
0: <laughs>
1: <Guffaw>! <laughs> I have to wait. Guffaw. <laughs> uh